This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in a series called Better Together. In this series, Rick takes us through 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and shows us how to cultivate deep, meaningful relationships with the people around us. In just a few moments, we're going to tell you about a special resource that will help you learn how to love, trust, and work together with your family, friends, and community to achieve God's purpose for your lives. It's called the 40 Days of Community Study Kit. You can take a sneak peek at this great resource, which includes a six-session DVD and study book guide by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 while you listen to today's message. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called Serving Together. The thing that I love about the fact that we now have thousands of people in small groups in this church is I know that emotional needs are getting taken care of in a way that was not possible before we had all these groups. That every week, groups are showing empathy. The third key to being a team is accommodation. It takes trust. You gotta build trust between each other to have a team in your small group. It takes empathy and it takes accommodation because we're all different. Now, what does accommodation mean? Well, you know, when you make accommodation for somebody, it means you get them a room. You make accommodate, you get them a room at the hotel or the motel, or you give them a room at your house. To accommodate somebody means you give them space. And that means you have to accommodate people in lots of different ways in your team and in your small group. Tom's gonna talk about that in just a minute. But you have to make accommodation for people if you're gonna have a team because God made us all different. You know, if you were to come over to my house, the most beautiful room in our house is not the bedroom, and uh, it's not the, uh, the living room, and it's not the dining room. In our house, the most beautiful room is the guest room. Now, I don't understand this, <laughs> but in Kay's mind, it's a big deal to her. The guest gets the best. The guest gets the best. It's a pretty good rule for life. But I'm going, wait a minute, I live here every day. That room sits empty a lot of times. Why don't you let us move into that room? No, the guests get the best. And that's what it means to accommodate. Now, I don't need to talk to you about accommodation because this church is the pro at accommodation. This entire church, the reason why it's so large and has reached so many people is we have had unselfish people throughout the history of this church who were willing to accommodate and make accommodations so more people could come. In Saddleback Church, we still have 60 members from the first year 25 years ago. Now imagine the changes those people have been through. Think of all, you know, in the first 13 years of this church, we used 79 different facilities, 79 different buildings. We said, this is a church where if you can figure out where we are this week, you get to come. And so we used Laguna Hills High School, Capo High School, El Toro High School, Mission Viejo High School, uh, Tribuco Hills High School. We used bank buildings. We used uh, a charter hospital building. We used warehouses. We used tents. We used stadiums. We used parks. We used all kinds of different buildings. We kept moving around. Why? In order to accommodate more people. In order to accommodate more people. 
And we wanted to make sure we only had really intelligent people, so. So we kept changing the location. If you could figure out where we are, then you're one of us. And so we constantly were accommodating by moving and moving and moving and moving and moving. And even today, you know, visitors like to come to this service. And they like to come to the 11 o'clock. They like to come on Sunday morning. So 5,000 members in our church accommodated this by moving to Saturday night. And they made room for visitors on Sunday morning. And 2,500 members of our church moved to Sunday night so we'd have more room on Sunday morning. And 2,500 of our members moved to the venues who are watching right now so there'd be more room in here. That, there's only one word for that, unselfishness. They're unselfish. They're willing to do it. That's the kind of people that have made this church great. We have many people in the church, I'm not going to ask you to stand, many of you in this service who serve in one service and attend in another. We have a lot of people who, who twofers, and they come to one service, and then they help in uh, the children's ministry in another. And they do that all the time. They come twice in order to help and to accommodate. And over the years, we've had, oh, I couldn't count the number of people who were in a comfortable small group with people that they loved, and they voluntarily left that comfortable small group to go start a new one so that we could have more people being brought into the family of God. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Rick will be back in just a moment with the rest of today's lesson. If you've missed any part of today's teaching, you can listen online anytime at PastorRick.com. That's PastorRick.com. Pastor Rick says we were never meant to live life alone and that the purposes God has for our lives are best fulfilled together in community. That's why he created the 40 Days of Community Bible Study. In this study, Pastor Rick will take you verse by verse through 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is often referred to as the love chapter. He'll teach you how to cultivate deep, meaningful relationships with those around you, and you'll discover how God uses community for your own good and growth. This six-session video and workbook study will show you how you are truly better together. Today, when you give a gift to Daily Hope to help take the love of Jesus to a hurting world, we'll send you the 40 Days of Community Bible Study Kit to say thanks. Just go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy, or you can call 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or call 800-600-5004. And be sure to let us know which station you heard us on. Thank you so much for your support. There's only three days left to get this great resource, so don't wait. Hi, it's Pastor Rick with some big news. My daily devotional is now available in French. If you know somebody who would enjoy reading the devotionals in French, would you please email me and I'll send you a link uh, to sign up. My email is rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Now let's get back to today's lesson here on Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We have many people in the church, I'm not going to ask you to stand, many of you in this service who serve in one service and attend in another. We have a lot of people who, who twofers, and they come to one service and then they help in uh, the children's ministry in another. And they do that all the time. They come twice in order to help and to accommodate. 
And over the years, we've had, oh, I couldn't count the number of people who were in a comfortable small group with people that they loved, and they voluntarily left that comfortable small group to go start a new one so that we could have more people being brought into the family of God. The Bible says this in 2 Timothy 2.22. Be faithful, loving, and easy to get along with. Now, there's a verse for your refrigerator this week. Be faithful, loving, read it with me, and easy to get along with. Now, would people say that you're easy? I saw so many elbows just now. <laughs> that was so funny. That was, uh, I wish you sometimes could see what I see up here. It's really, really, really funny. Now, I'm not asking you if you think you're easy to get along with. I want to know, would other people say you're easy to get along with? Would the people closest to you say, you're easy to get along with. What is that? It's accommodation. Romans 12, 18 says this on the screen. Do your part to live in peace with everyone as much as is possible. Now watch this. Leave that up there for a minute. Now, first it says do your part. I like that because obviously you have a part and everybody else has a part too. And, and if they don't do their part, it isn't going to happen no matter how much you do your part. In fact, it says as much as possible. Aren't you glad God put that in? Even God realizes that some people, they're just unpleasable. And no matter how much you try to get along with them, it's their hang-up. No matter how nice you are to it's their hang-up. But he says, as much as possible, you be accommodating. There are, a number, there are a number of different ways that we can accommodate each other. One of the ways is to accommodate each other's needs, the needs that we have in our lives, to do what the Bible talks about in Romans 15 too. Each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves, how can I help? Now, when you think about needs, needs take time, and needs take energy. And I think most of us look at ourselves and think, I don't have the time and energy to meet my own needs, let alone everybody else's needs. Let's just be honest about this. And I'll tell you, you're right. You do not have the time and energy to meet your own needs, and you never will, because God doesn't mean it to happen that way. It's amazing. I can't meet my needs by myself, but we together can meet our needs together. That's the way God's designed it. There, there are some needs in life. The only way you can meet them is to team tackle them. Now, there's a great question in that verse that's an accommodating question. You might circle the question, how can I help? In fact, use that question this week. Maybe with somebody you've never used it with. Just look at them and just blow them away by saying, how can I help you? They're going to go, what? Wait, I'm supposed to help you. No, how can I help you this week? And watch what God does through that simple question. So we accommodate each other's needs. We also accommodate, number two, each other's ideas. The Bible says in Proverbs 18, 15 about ideas, the intelligent man is always open to new ideas. In fact, he looks for them. A lot of times you'll be in a group and somebody will come up with a new idea. And, and sometimes your thought is, you hear this new idea, your thought is, that is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. You ever heard that thought? Now, there's a couple possibilities then. One possibility is it's just a new idea. It's a new way of looking at it that could even change your life. The other possibility is it is the stupidest idea you've ever heard. But let's look at the first one. That new idea might turn everything upside down and around for you. So you accommodate the fact that we all have different ideas, look at things different ways, and because of that, we're able to see life in a better way. We accommodate needs and ideas. The third thing we accommodate is each other's personalities. Each other's personalities. We all have different personalities. The Bible says in Romans 12, verse 6, God in his kindness gave each of us different gifts. 
We have different gifts, different abilities, different personalities. And these, these personalities, you can see these in any type of group, whether it's a work group or a small group at church or a class group at school, and a lot of different ideas about person, personalities, but you can really boil it down to there's about four different kinds of personalities. There's the person who wants to work and get things done, they're goal-oriented. The person who wants to have fun and enjoy life, they might work hard, but their focus is on enjoying life. There's the person who wants to think and discuss things, really get into things. And then there is the person who wants to just make sure the relationships are going good and there's, there's peace in the relationships. In, in any situation, you're going to see those personalities come out. Let's suppose in your group, for instance, somebody says, hey, our group's going to go to Mexico this next week. You're going to immediately see the personalities. The task person is going to say, what are we going to do in Mexico? Are we going to build an orphanage? How are we going to change the entire country? What are we going to do when we get to Mexico? And then the fun person is going to say, I know a great taco stand that we can go to in Mexico. <laughs> They'll probably start singing James Taylor's Oh Mexico. You know they will, because they're a fun kind of person. And then you've got the thinker who's going to say, why? <laughs> why should we go to Mexico? In fact, why should we go anywhere, for that matter? And then you'll have the person who's the peacemaker saying, is anybody around here not wanting to go to Mexico? How's everybody doing? <laughs> we just think differently. God has made us incredibly different. Why? Why did he do that? Because he wants to use our differences to make a difference in this world. In fact, it is only through our differences that we can really make an impact and a difference in this world. I can't change this world by myself. You can't change this world by yourself. But God has designed us so that together we can change this world for his sake. That is why he gives us differences. And that's why we have to appreciate and enjoy those differences in our personalities and the gifts and abilities. The Bible says in 1 Peter 4.10, this verse on your screen, each of you has been blessed with one of God's many wonderful gifts to be used in the service of others. He made us different so that we could serve together. And there's another way we have to accommodate, a fourth way, just to be honest. We have to accommodate each other's faults. We have to do what Ephesians 4.2 talks about. In fact, let's read this verse together. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. It, it doesn't take long. You get in a new group, and first of all, you think, wow, these people are great. They're almost perfect. It doesn't take long to figure out they have a lot of faults, does it? And the moment you figure out you're in a group of people that have a lot of faults, you got one of three choices. You can fake it, pretend we're all perfect, everything's fine around here. There's a lot of stress in that. Or you can beat it. You can say, I'm leaving this group. I'm going to go find another perfect group. You'll never find one. Or you can accept it. Do you know the relief in that? Just to say, none of us are perfect around here. Let's just accept it together. Do you know the relief of being in a group like that where you recognize that? That's accommodation. The amazing thing about accommodation is it does not make us weaker. The incredible thing is it makes us stronger. Because now we're not trying to face life or do life alone. We're doing it together as a team. God never meant for you to run alone either. You weren't meant to go through life by yourself. You need a family. You need a group. You need the body of Christ. You need other believers in your life who help you along. You can have trust, and you can have empathy, and you can accommodate each other's needs and differences, but what makes a team is mission. Mission. To have a team, you have to have a cause. You have to have a purpose. You have to have a mission. Teams do not just exist for themselves. They have a reason. 
They are doing something together. They're making a difference in the world in some way. That's the purpose of a team, to accomplish something together. Philippians 2.2 says this, be of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. That's a purpose-driven team. At Saddleback, all of our small groups are purpose-driven. And during 40 days of community, we're learning what that means. We're learning what it means to fellowship together, to grow together, to worship together. We're learning what it means to worship and to reach out together. We're learning to serve together. Now notice in that verse it says maintaining. You might circle that. It's something you have to maintain. It just doesn't stay there. You have to put some energy into it. Here's the question. How are you going to maintain God's purposes in your life after 40 days of community? How are you going to do that? How are you going to maintain what we've been talking about? Well, there's only one way, but it's pretty simple. It's the next verse. Let's read it aloud together, Hebrews 10, 25. Let us not give up the habit of meeting together, but let us encourage one another. It says just don't stop doing what you're doing. Keep on doing, keep on meeting together. Stay with your group. And in your group, you will continue to learn to grow together, to fellowship together, to worship, to reach out, and to serve together. We need each other. We're better together. You know, I grew up in a little town in Northern California with less than 500 people in it. The town was called Redwood Valley. And yes, it had redwoods in it. Now, if you've ever seen the giant redwoods, they are the biggest living things on this planet because they can grow hundreds, hundreds of feet tall, up to 400 and 500 feet tall. And the trunks can get so big, you can cut out a hole in the middle and drive a car through them. They are enormous, enormous living organisms. And most people know that, that redwoods are the largest living things on the planet. What most people don't know is they have incredibly shallow roots. And these very, very tall trees have almost no root structure. So why do they exist and why do they grow? And how, what keeps them from falling over? Redwoods always grow in groves, in groves. That's why right down here by the, uh, the, the bridge, there are three planted there, because you would never plant just one. Because what they do is, although their roots are shallow, they intertwine with each other, and they hold each other up. And when the storms come and the winds come, they are holding each other up. And that's how they're the biggest thing in the world. That is a perfect picture of what we want Saddleback Church to be. Holding each other up through a network of small groups. Holding each other up through fellowship and community. Because you're going to have storms in your life. Some of you are in them right now. And you're going to have rogue winds blow in your life. And you're going to face fires and disasters in your life. Relationally and emotionally and financially and every other way. And who's going to hold you up? in the storm. You need that intertwining. That's a perfect picture. That's how we stand strong together. Look at the next verse. 
live in a way that brings honor to the good news of Christ. Standing strong, there's that phrase, with one purpose, working together as one for the faith of the good news. We are purpose-driven, but we're also in community. Purpose-driven, working together. Thousands of years ago, back in the book of Genesis, there was a group of people who formed a team and they decided to build a project, a giant tower, and they started building this project, but God didn't want it done. And the only way God could stop it because of the power of a team was to confuse their languages. And he gave them all different languages. It was called the Tower of Babel. And God had this to say about the power of teams. Look up here on the screen. He said, if as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan will be impossible for them. Nothing. Uh, He's saying here, God said this, not anybody. God said this. When you have a committed team and you have a compelling purpose and you have clear communication, God says, we will be unstoppable. Let's bow our heads. I believe with all my heart that if we continue building thousands of these small group teams within our church, little communities where you find trust and you find empathy and you make accommodation for each other, but you have a clear mission, I believe that with God's help, nothing will be impossible for us. And the global peace plan will happen and it will change the world. And God wants to use you on a team. I invite you to pray this prayer. God, I want you to use me. Whatever I've got, any way, any time, any place, I want to learn to serve you, but I want to do it in community with others, with trust and empathy and accommodating each other, but the clear mission of serving you. Use us to make a difference, Lord. In your name we pray, amen. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you missed any part of this message, or if you'd like to find out more about Pastor Rick Warren and this ministry, just visit PastorRick.com, where you can listen online anytime. That's Pastor Rick with two R's in the middle, dot com. And be sure to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional while you're there. Rick will be back to close out our time today. But first, Pastor Rick says we were never meant to live life alone. And the purposes God has for our lives are best fulfilled together in community. That's why he created the 40 Days of Community Bible Study. In this study, Pastor Rick will take you verse by verse through 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is often referred to as the love chapter. He'll teach you how to cultivate deep, meaningful relationships with those around you. And you'll discover how God uses community for your own good and growth. This six-session video and workbook study will show you how we are truly better together. And today, when you give a gift to Daily Hope to help take the love of Jesus to a hurting world, we'll send you the 40 Days of Community Bible Study Kit 
to say thanks. Just go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy. Or you can call 800-600-5004. There's only three days left to get this great resource, so don't wait. That's PastorRick.com or 800-600-5004. And be sure to let us know which station you heard us on. Thanks so much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a word of encouragement. Now this week, I want to encourage those of you who are in a small group to spend a little bit of time talking about how you can not just study together and fellowship together and worship together, but how you could serve together. Find a project that will take you to a deeper level of fellowship by serving together. Thanks for listening today. You know I love you, I care for you, and I'm praying for you. And join me next time as we continue to look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and your generous financial support.